thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. special guests no nobody hiding in the wings just us two coming back at you what oh yeah it's just <laughs> us uh just us being uh you of course mr brad i am you're andrew i am and uh we're the we're the podcast uh that critics are saying the uh soft lounge show that doesn't rely heavily on cheap gimmicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> which how dare they yeah, we 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 just we lean on beer and movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of what, what you leaning on tonight? Oh yeah, uh, oh, shit. Uh, something good, something sweet. Tell and me something I don't think I, I, I have you have to finish a crowler, right? You can't just you can't put that in the fridge. No, um, no, that's a so. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, it is a. Uh, it's called Mango Bomb. And it is from Pizza Boy Brewing Company. It's a, it's a triple IPA. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, right. 12% or yeah. Uh, what is the thing going on here? Pizza Boy, Mango Bomb, triple. Come on, give me the stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 12% ABV and 162 IBU. Wow. Yes. 162. 162. 162. I think that might be the highest I- IBU I've ever had. 
That is no slouch. Yeah. I haven't had it, but I feel like it's the highest one I've had. It's coming um, off your that, breath. The, but you don't taste the 12%, and you don't taste that, that IBU at 162. Nice. It's all. It's got to be a. It can't be right. But anyways, um. Uh, so, I've had it, and one of my friends has had it. Oh. Yeah, I've had it before. <laughs> Bruin View and Brad have both yeah. had it. Nice. Uh, but this. Uh, so yeah, you, on the untap thing, you can see. But anyways, uh, yeah, this thing is very fruit oriented it's hazy i mean if you look at the picture you can't see through it mm-hmm. um it is it's thick it's but it no it's not thick uh, it is it's zesty yeah um and like it's aptly named mango bomb because yeah there's a fruit explosion in your mouth nice he uh, sounds hot it, <laughs> what <laughs> So lazy. She sounds hideous. So lazy. <laughs> um, Khakis. It's. I mean, when you pour it out, it looks like orange juice, and it. Yeah. Um, There's I don't something know, it's, fun about that. I love it. I love like, oh, look at this. I know it's craziness. Um, but yeah, it's really good. If you guys get a chance to get up this way and get into the Peace Boy, they really take chances make some good beer they have all kinds of great stuff i like i said i think i went in last week and said or two weeks ago whenever it was i said hey give me three big heavy hazy ipas and they gave me the one last week which i really like this one i gave four to four to five the only reason i want to give it higher is because i don't know if i could if it's too sweet but that by that first one i don't think it is uh we'll see how my my uh how much more my Speech starts to slur as the night goes on. Yes, as yes. Is a triple and 12%. Nice. But hey, that's morning Brad has to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, Brad. That's a future yeah. problem. We're living yes. for the now, man. That's right. But yeah, really good. Um, if you get a chance, get some on it. I, mm. I might even bump it up a little bit higher get because some. it is, it's got a real real good drinkability to it i mean this is that this is a summer beer or even late summer fall beer and it's nice tastes good excellent awesome yeah it looks it looks good i there's something fun about that like i was just saying and i'm actually drinking one of those as well where like um you pour it out and uh it my beer looks like a red wine and even the glass i put it in it's kind of kind of wine like mm. um where it's just kind of yeah. like oh Interesting. So this is what we're doing. Okay. Um, so I'm having a Dark Swan by Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Oh. Um, it's a sour that clocks in at 8.2 ABV. So mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting. And dangerous because it drinks like a very regular, you know, 3 to 3.5 sour. It's hmm. more than double that. Um but it is a uh, hybrid ale, um, and it has Syrah grapes in it. Uh, so, you know, I believe those so are used for wine. When you, um, when, when you say hybrid ale, what, what, what do you mean by that? Do you mean a sour? Um, uh, it's, uh, 
I think because the the um, alcohol comes from the grapes. Okay. As well as uh, I assume probably starch from the malts. Okay. Um, but so it's it's kind of it's not Listen just a you, beer. beer. It's guy. not just a wine. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm learning stuff slowly but I, surely. I try to learn some stuff. But well, I I only because no. I started working. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like. <laughs> You actually should know. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, no, and yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> wouldn't worry. No. I wouldn't worry about it. Does it taste good? Is it awesome? Are you having yeah. fun? Those are the those are the three keys of uh, beer consumption, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, I I've just never heard those two words put together. Hyberdale. And I might be completely wrong. I'm just kind of grasping. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. but it's a little dry, kind of like wine. Um, but it definitely has that like grape flavor to it, and it's not super sour. So, uh, I like it. I gave it a three, two, five. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like f- for the style, I'm happy with it. I'm enjoying it. Um, and uh, you know, Lagunitas. Even when it's not my favorite beer, they do a really good job. So, so good. well done, guys. Well, it says here in the style guide that the Dark Swan is a purple, a dark purple hybrid ale that mm-hmm. takes our house yeast and feeds it some petite Syrah grapes to munch on. Smooth, slightly sour, and superbly strange. So I don't know if it's superbly strange, but it's different. Or super bly strange, maybe. <laughs> Uh, uh, super bly. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, Samsonite. It's way <laughs> off. It's way off. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, a couple, couple unique beers. I'd, I'd gra- gladly trade mine for yours, but, uh, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it nonetheless. I'm, 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 I'm going to be okay. I cool. have a feeling. Yeah. I'm just uh, looking at the uh, Untapped app right now, mm-hmm. and um, it, it so it's showing our our uh, a graph on our all our ratings, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like here. I don't know if you can see it. So like. Mm-hmm. And it goes from the five to the zero, so everything is sitting right at about like three seven five to mm-hmm. three and a half. Yeah, for the most part. Um, like I think our lowest one is one one seven five. We have two ratings at that. Um, nice. So I guess the the untapped app updated here. Yeah. So, anyways, just a cool app. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh. Yeah, I mean we know we know what we like, so I think it makes sense that. For oh the, yeah. For the most part, we're in that like mid three to low four range. Um, but it's funny if like you were someone that just just anything that comes across since we're since we're selective because we have we each have one beer a week that we talk about on this show. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense, but I can imagine just a lot of them being just scattershot like. Uh, it would be stupid for us to be like Dustin and the crew, probably all over the all over the map. Yeah, it would be, it'd be silly for us to be like, "Oh, I had this beer; it totally blew." Don't yeah, do I hated it, hated it. 
Uh, follow us on Untapped. <laughs> or we hate everything. <laughs> or we love everything. Yay. Yay. Being nice. Being nice uh, is nice. Our best rating is, or our average, <laughs> our, our mean a- average is a four. Mm-hmm. Or that we have 47 ratings out of four. No, oh, nice. And our second is 4.25. Oh. Anywho. We, we know us. We know what we want. I guess. And, <coughs> and when we want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, anything else uh, going on in the beer world for you? Negative. I'm just mm. slow and steady. Uh, you know, drinking every day, trying to, you know, keep it going. Yeah. Pretty hard, pretty strong. No, uh, nothing really exciting. Um, I, th- I thought I had something. No, I don't. I don't. Nothing. Uh, I think I got some stuff coming up that I'm going to be able to drink some more cool stuff at different places, but I can't remember right now. So, uh, But how about you? Um, cool. Anything I... going fun at the, the brewery? Uh, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I did actually just pre-order a few beers, which I think this is the first time I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Urban South is doing their first barrel age series and, uh, there's a pre-sale uh, and it gets you three 750 milliliter bombers. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'll be talking about them on here, but, um, one is called the Dean. It's a quadruple aged in sherry and bourbon barrels. Um, Viva Tequila, which is, um, a Gosa aged in tequila barrels with grapefruit peel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited for that. And the Orlinian is the last one, which is a... Sour wheat aged in white wine barrels on peach and apricot puree. That that one might be a great example of too too many cooks in the kitchen. Because um, that sounds like a, a lot. Sour <laughs> and a wheat in white, yeah. white wine on peach and apricot puree. Um, but who knows? Um, but it is house conditioned with... Britannomyces cultures, um, also sometimes referred to as Brett. And uh, I don't know much about it. I just know I usually like that, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was kind of annoying because I went to the tap room to put my name down and my 45 bucks in because uh, this is the first time they had done anything like this. So I wasn't sure, you know, how popular it was going to be or. I mean, it's genius for them because it's uh, it's kind of like uh, they know how much they need to bottle, how much demand is there. So smart on their part um, or something like that. But anyways, I go in. There's no signage up in the tap room at all. And so I asked the woman about it, and she's like, oh, you do that online. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so... I go uh, to the Instagram post where I saw it originally, and there's just kind of like an afterthought of like link in the bio. Doesn't necessarily say to purchase, etc. Um, it's not abundantly clear, so that annoys me a little bit. But it's also kind of like eh, could have read a little closer. Uh, then they treat it like a ticket 
So I have to pay a ticket fee, and I'm pissed about that. So there you go. That's that's my hardship I'm dealing with. And I know. Look, I know. Jesus had his cross to bear. I know that you guys are like, oh, my God, where can we send money? I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. I'm not right now, but time heals all. <laughs> Uh, and yes, I had to drive all the way a quarter of a mile away from me, um, and, uh, drive all the way back just to hop on the world wide web. Yeah. Uh, no, I am excited. I was a little, I admittedly a little pissed about the whole ticket fee thing. Like it's not a ticket. Yeah. Come on. It's not. Come on. Um, but such is life. I am looking forward to the beers. And um, this is the first time that place has done that, Urban South, like I said. So I imagine, if nothing else, it'll be good pod fodder. Should be. Well, uh, I wish you all the luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Our thoughts and prayers will be with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It means a lot in this uh, trying time. <laughs> so and it, yeah <laughs> well cool all right well let us uh get at it. i'm just looking through twitter here i'm trying to make sure that all of our mentions are i want to make sure we get to all of them mm-hmm. but uh i see kylie jenner tried cereal with milk for the first time and forty-six thousand people are tweeting about this <sighs> So this is kind of why I don't uh, – part of it, there's two things to my whole being – trying to be normal around celebrities thing. And not that I'm around a ton of celebrities, just the, the few in passing that you've heard. Um, yeah. Except, Other than Except me, for the time when I stared at – Yeah. John Goodman. And- <laughs> yeah. Except for the time that I made awkward eye contact with Maharshala Ali. Uh, <laughs> other than that, totally normal. Um I hate the I hate celebrity culture. Like this is a person who is what? They they are a tastemaker because why? Like this is the perfect example of people just blindly following things and it kills me. It it really bugs me and mm-hmm. I only have control over myself, so I need to just let it go. Um and then the other thing too is like it's just like, you know, as a person who doesn't like being approached by people on, on the street, I try to have a little reciprocity. Yeah. So, but yeah, f- who gives a shit if she tried milk for the first time? I Yes. Was it so good but, that she fainted okay. and drowned? Okay. But here's here's the way, and I will say it with me when it comes to a th- certain things in it, like, whatever tools into right now mm-hmm. i'll be searching out all that stuff or you and the the random hip-hop beef beefs that are going on <laughs> oh you know God. what i mean yeah so like everyone fire has up the their, grill yeah everyone has their uh like guilty pleasure kind of stuff and maybe mm-hmm. and i like i get it what you're saying because like yeah i could care less that's why i brought it up it was just like christ why are yeah. forty-six thousand people tweeting about this uh but then again we all have our stupid little. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, 
I agree, and I understand. And Jim Gaffigan has a great thing about um, McDonald's and people who are like, oh, I don't eat McDonald's. Like, do you read People Magazine? That's McDonald's. Like, mm-hmm. we all have our McDonald's for sure. Yes, yes. Um, but I like to think, like, yeah, obviously, um, as someone who's a, a hip-hop enthusiast. Um, oh, trust me. And I got into some of the beefs this week on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I went. I went down some rabbit holes. Nice. And I. That's how I found that one YouTube link I sent you. Oh yeah, Mac Lethal. Yeah. Um, Have you done some research on Mac Lethal? I I I saw that video before, but oh, okay. I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I've seen it. But now I'm telling you, I've seen it before. But I did watch it again. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I figured, yeah. The oh, popped uh, up pretty early in my research. The um. <laughs> The thing about about getting into stuff like that is you're talking about people who are contributing and maybe it's not a culture that you like or appreciate, but but in it's an art form. And mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner or I don't know which one, one of the K's, Jenner's trying cereal that doesn't contribute anything like like it doesn't it's not beautiful music. It's not music that makes you happy or angry or makes you want to party. It doesn't. Sir, stir any emotion in me at least and that and i just don't understand how it could in anyone unless you're shallow which... i get it totally get it i just I don't know. it but it, i mean yeah. you're right jim gafkin's right we all have our mcdonald's that's right mine's pizza and if you're listening to this we're mcdonald's yeah because we're good Only, for because we're good for you in moderation yes. and widely successful successful yes over 2 billion served <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right boy. so anyways uh well let's get to the movies then let us let us let us let us um if it's all the same to you i'd like to talk about unsane yeah let's do it yeah cuz i started to talk about it and realized I'd be weird if I didn't. If I'm like, if it's all the same to you, I'd like to talk about Jaws three. <laughs> I didn't sure. sign you that. <laughs> you talked to my son. He's a big fan of it. Big fan. Um, don't blame him. So uh, this Unsane is from this year, 2018, uh, about a young woman who is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? Uh, was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who we know um, from other movies. Uh, it was written by Jonathan. <laughs> now, how's that for research? <laughs> it was written by Jonathan Bernstein, James Greer, uh, stars Claire Foy, Joshua Leonard, and Jay Farrow, among others like Juno Temple, and uh, I think that was the only, the only other name I really recognized in the cast um, yeah there's a bunch of unknowns kind of yeah yeah which is not a problem nope. but uh well i mean maybe uh so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if the problem with this movie is the script or the acting but something didn't translate um not across the board uh but there just uh there's some dialogue in the opening scene and it was like, uh, 
it it might have been um it might have been the actress but just the delivery was really like clunky and really bad and i was just like what the what the hell um but i don't know that just kind of pops up here and there there's Mm -hmm. just some some lines of dialogue that are like was this proofread or or could we not get another take or what's going on here um but it is uh it is the story of sawyer valentini who uh has clearly has some sort of traumatic experience in her past and um she's finding it difficult to move on and then she goes to see a therapist and winds up locked up against her will, I guess tricked into being in this asylum. And for the first maybe third of the movie, uh, it was kind of like, is this, what's actually happening? Um, Mm -hmm. But then... The rest of the movie, I feel like not so much. I feel like there, there's, there's a reveal, and it followed by an the, unravel. Yeah, if if they had tried to go down that road, with the, without that reveal, mm-hmm. like if they would have kept away from that reveal, this movie would have been this would have been a, two or three stars better an interesting psychological thriller yes like gothica yes yeah yeah with uh halle berry and robert downey yes jr yes yeah um where you don't know what's real you're you're always questioning yourself and for the first like you said it it keeps you off your uh your equilibrium just like hers is kind of off like you're always either laying down or looking at things sideways or you know you're, yeah, and you're the the question is, do we have an unreliable narrator? That's right, and that's a really fun premise, a really solid premise, I think, for for something to be unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it just like, <sighs> yeah, I agree. It should have gone. It there should have never been a reveal. Yeah, this this movie felt like the best, one of the best first time filmmakers movies. Mm-hmm. Like in some little, tiny little, um, uh, 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 film festival that got out and went to sudden dance and just blew up. And this this next his next his or her next feature is going to be huge. Yeah, if but this it's was like, yeah, if and this it, was it, a it, shoestring it sh- like student film. It should not feel like a first-time filmmaker no. doing a really good job. It felt like a, a seasoned veteran filmmaker, like it, kind of phoning it. Like, yeah, no I mean, pun, no pun intended, but phoning it in. I mean, mm-hmm. everything's it's filmed on a iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And Which, it, in this day and age, I don't think means anything anymore. Honestly. Yeah. It's impressive. It, like the stuff they did, like especially with like Tangerine and stuff. Like I can't imagine cutting and editing a film on my phone. Right. Like I can't, I can't imagine doing it. But that's and, a, like some of the shots they were getting. That's like, a really good example. But there's a lot that do it 
and I don't know if they're editing if I mean if they're still going into Final Cut Pro or whatever people are using well, I'm sure these they days. Are. It's they're like, taking all the yeah. You know, um, it, it's more of a. This never throws it in your face as a gimmick, but it it just seems more like a when you have a big time director doing it, it's it's either a gimmick or or a cutting of a corner. Yeah. Um, and I I mean, um, I thought the best part was the first third of this movie and Claire Foy. Yeah. It was, I mean, she. I think I said last week I discovered someone new. And she like was good one. at playing. She she played duality well. Yeah, um, she she did a really good job, and uh, I only know her from The Crown, which is from the what I can gather the most intentionally boring show ever made, um, but also somehow very engrossing to some people. I'm not sure. Um, those people being OT and her mom and uh, Matt from Mavs, <laughs> who all who all have kind of admitted they're like, yeah, it's boring, but I want to see what happens. Yeah. Okay. No, that's maybe fair a enough. Sign of I a mean, good, good show. Yeah, it's you're having a response, and you've watched it the whole way through. Yep, they gotcha. Um, yeah. So there's uh. There's, there's there's a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie. Um, there's some silver lining, I, I would say. Yeah, uh, it's just it the story. The story kind of lost me at a couple points. There's mm. it, there's a lot of leaps of faith you have to take. Yeah, uh, just just her getting committed. You'll see this in the first ten minutes of this movie. Just her getting committed is yeah. ridiculous. Yes, yeah. it's, it's silly. Like and it, it and would, like it would make sense it, if like it was like a a kidnapping almost like a hostile situation like right. a, like a this would in an e, in an Eli Roth movie I wouldn't bat an eye right yes um and and the the way that they uh that when the reveal happens mm-hmm. and and for like everything to work out in the reveal's favor it's kind of silly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I give it a very reluctant five. Um, I, I, I feel like that's a little generous. Um, cause it's just I the g- last I two give, acts yeah. were like, it all, it almost turned into a, like, kind of like a slasher movie of this, like lumbering idiot just keeps getting up and keeps finding her. No bet. No bet. Um, and once you like, if if you can buy in mm. to that second or second and third act, then it's not so like you can. Once you buy into it, then it it kind of uh, proceeds the way it should. Like, yeah. As soon as you okay, uh, if if this is where he wants to take it, this is where we're going to take it, and I'll buy in. And it 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 does. It's not too bad that way. I I gave it a five wanting to give it a six so i think we're yeah. just a little bit away from a five so again we've <laughs> we've kind of met in the middle here <laughs> yes i, I like a, a five where i want to give it a four five you want to give it a six, give it a six. yeah let's uh, just both give it a five how dare you yeah it's just uh yeah i don't know um oh, uh how about um uh whether or not you're gonna 
would you tell someone to watch it? Recommendability. No. No? No. I think I would. I, I would actually let, uh, say to my wife or her. Sir, I, yeah, like, I mean, you know who. I'm, I'm glad. I don't want. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but I'm glad that you assigned it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just never going to be like, I watched this entertaining movie. Mm. You should watch it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's more like if I knew someone who was into movies or like someone who was like, yeah, you know, I watched so and so by Steven Soderbergh. Um, yeah. I'd be like, well, I mean, he just made this new one. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's. I'd like, love to know um, what you think. If you were going to do like psychological thrillers, you would go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If you were going to go something by Steven Soderbergh, you'd go. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, obviously some other. This wouldn't be the thing that would stick out, you know, the thing that I would recommend. Yeah. And if you're going to go slasher movies, watch a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. But, yeah. All all in all, it is what it is. I did uh, um, recommend strongly, really strongly, Blue Ruin to a couple people who had just... uh, um, they just watched Green Room, and I was like, "You got to watch Blue Room." No, oh, yeah, you and then let them know to. also that uh, that uh, the new one's coming out here. Yeah, shortly. Dark something. Yeah, hold the dark. Hold the dark. Yes. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. All right. So, um, if you did want to watch it, uh, it is streaming on Amazon Prime. Yes. All right. Um, not, not Blue Rune. Unsane. <laughs> Unsane. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you had me watch a movie. A movie, actually, I twisted your arm and had me watch. Um, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but a uh, movie I know that is streaming. It is on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Conjuring. Uh, the Conjuring uh, from 2013. So... <laughs> Okay, so like The Conjuring and Annabelle and now The Nun yeah. is in our zeitgeist right now. I mean, it is all like you can't get not that you can't get away from it, but it is in the zeitgeist. Like it's yeah, a part of our. I mean, Conjuring, Conjuring was a fucking in, runaway hit. Yeah, it came out in like 2013, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about, right? Yeah, like it, it feels like it's been around for such a long time. Yeah, it's it's five years old. Yeah, I mean they're um, so they're doing a movie a year basically is inside this universe. I mean, really, for the most part. I mean, uh, the next movie was Annabelle, or Annabelle, which came out in 2014. Uh, the Conjuring Two, which came out in 2016. Yes, and then Annabelle Creation 17, and then The Nun, which came out this year, right? Yep. So like, yeah, every year pretty much it's like Saul. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, okay. Um, oh, and the in Conjuring. the meantime, not not in the same universe, but James Wan was also doing the Insidious series. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm. Uh, I haven't seen, so I don't. I don't know, man. Well, I haven't either. Uh, but I'm a fan of James Wan. He did some good stuff with the camera in this movie. Um. I. But let's uh, the Conjuring. It's um, pretty much the story. Well, it is 
based around the paranormal investigators of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. And um, they are a kind of like celebrity, uh, what is it? Um, ghost hunt. Yeah, ghost exorcists. hunters type thing. Yeah. Uh, they're the they're the people that like flock to the the hauntings of like like they were the people that went to the Amityville house um, mm. after uh, the Lutzes uh, left and they claimed that it was haunted. Um, I have some thoughts about these people, but yeah. let's talk about the movie first, and then we'll get into that. Sounds good. Um, so it's about them and a family that they call that they come calling to uh, help their possessed house or something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it starts out with, it gives Ed and Lorraine's bona fides by them doing an exorcism. Then it flashes to this family with, um, uh, we got Lily, Lily Tara, Ron Livingston and their brood of kids. Mm -hmm. Um, they move into a house that's haunted and they have to call on Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farg, Fargmiga, Farmiga, 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 um, to help unhaunt their house. Um, and you think, I really, when I first saw this movie, or the trailers and people talking about this, I thought, this is complete garbage. I've seen this movie a million times. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, kind of, I not kind of. Really, I really like this movie. Okay. There's some holes in it, um, but I also think that the director James Wan, who is getting more and more, like he's has a lot of credits, just bigger and bigger. I mean, he's getting he's going to be one of the next big names. I think. I yeah, hope. I think he's. I feel like he's there. I mean, he he um, he got he he got himself involved with Aquaman. You know, he make he make the big the big comic book franchise. I mean, after he made basically the big Ghost franchise, the the next big thing after Paranormal Activity, and yeah. I mean, he was the writer of Saw, so it's it's in yeah. his wheelhouse yeah. a little bit. You could say. But, like, I know one of the things, the big things for directors is, hey, let's get some good shots and let's get, what what can we get from our actors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing what I know of of the, the, the characters of Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. he got the right people and got them to play the right way. Um. Because I think they're charlatans. I think they're complete phonies and fakes. Yeah. Like, I hate them. I literally <laughs> hate them. But I love Patrick Wilson. And I love Vera. I'm not going to try to butcher her name. <laughs> but I love the people who play them. I, they really... They played it earnest, but they also played it cheesy and smaltzy, which I would imagine... like, And they felt like... There's points of times where I felt they were taking advantage of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but very subtly. And I... And I hope and pray that he was trying to get that from them. Now, we've had a, a sequel and the Annabelle thing and all that stuff. So I don't know if that's going to – if that goes against my argument or whatever. But <clears throat> but 
getting stuff from the actors. I think he did the right thing there. Uh, Ron Livingston is he plays one note characters. I thought he played that same note <laughs> character Another again, one-note but character. yeah, effective, effectively. Um, but I really like this movie. It, it really, I actually got full body shivers a couple times in this movie. Like, uh, there was some, you know, uh, there were some clapping scenes that <laughs> freaked me out. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, um, I started watching The Conjuring 2 last night, uh, but I had to go to bed. Boo. So I had to stop and, and start watching some battle raps on, on YouTube. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, just to cleanse my palate so I wouldn't have any weird dreams. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into this universe now. Um, if it if he's going to be doing it, I'm, I'm into it. And whatever he's doing, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll dive in because I really enjoyed this movie. I gave it an eight. All right. You're you're um, like everyone then, and I just don't get it. Oh, really? I I just never really. I don't know. There was something about this movie, and so I didn't have oh, any pre. Uh, yeah, it I didn't have any hell, but it was shot well. Yeah, we didn't discuss this at at all prior to um, me assigning it to you because I was, you know, I didn't. Not that I would influence your your decision, but I didn't uh, want to like sway you away from watching it because I just I don't like this movie and I don't understand the appeal. I mean, I agree with you that that James Wan is a solid director and he does get good shots and and I do think he gets a good performance out of his actors and I think that right there is enough to like carry a movie across the finish line to where you can be like, okay, that was good. But I just, and maybe I, maybe I just wanted something more. Um, and maybe it's my preconceived notions of saw and like saw being one of my favorite, you know, launching pads for, for a franchise. I, I love that first movie. Or if you even like, if you like Poltergeist or exorcist or any of that shit, like there's, so many it apes so much of that stuff yeah absolutely um but it it, in like saw being a little more more graphic and more like visually uncomfortable and i don't or or maybe i just couldn't get into the atmosphere but i just i want to like this movie but i just remember leaving the theater feeling cheated is a really strong word but but i remember Everyone I was with being like, that was crazy. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And I mean, well, it's trending at 7.5 on uh, IMDb. I gave it a five. Um, I just, <laughs> I don't know why, but I want to get it. Yeah. no, Because I, it seems totally, like it should be right it, at my alley. Because it is, it steals so much from other like whether it's the Amityville horror mm-hmm. or like I said Exorcist or, or Poltergeist like it it leans on old haunted house creepy mm-hmm. jump scares and stuff like that you know but like I've seen like with Clowndergeist <laughs> jump you know it that's the only reason that movie exists is for the jump scares right <laughs> yeah 
and this you're waiting for it and the and it i thought it did a really good job of weaving in i mean you're going to have them right those creepy moments that you know it's you're going to have those unsettling moments and i thought it really did a good job of doing that in this now it was a heavy hand in points yes with the lady you know hanging yeah you know there's a noose on the on the poster there's a tree with a noose on yes and it's somebody hanging or you know i thought the character of rory was a little eh, cheesy mm-hmm. but I, overall man I, I was i was engaged in i i don't know they there's a lot of things to not like in this but overall it like as a whole package i enjoyed it um and i i totally get where you're coming from because i could like yeah yeah you've seen it before yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know it's never stopped me before but i'm i'm in agreement with you that it is well directed and there's there was, just, there was something he was doing with the camera, yeah. Where like his his slow, there were some handheld shots that were like steady cam, handheld, with a little bit of a jerk mm-hmm. in the frame. And I was looking at my TV, and I, I like I wasn't drinking last night, but I saw like it was just a little like like a a ticking like something that keeps you off balance mm-hmm. like always on edge and i think that he did that on purpose where like like there was a little bit of um you know how in old film you know the it would go off the side just a little bit and then recorrect itself yeah it would it felt like that um but i think intentionally to keep you like it, it's keep edge. you feeling like there's something wrong with this place or to keep you on edge mm-hmm. you know what i mean even if it wasn't everything was normal, but just to keep your mind occupied, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that there was a lot of uh, that. Just kind of um, not not negative space, but like blank space. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of just long of those long takes, um, and and I guess maybe that's you know. To me, that's an indicator that there's a jump scare coming. Um, and I don't know. I'm I'm not much of I'm not much for the for the jump scares, um, because I feel like a lot of them are telegraphed. No, oh, for sure. So, and maybe that's why. Like I I love moody, like ghost stories for sure. Definitely, um, not a ghost story, uh, but. I don't know. I I just feel like it re- it relied heavily on a device that it was telegraphing. And yeah. maybe that and maybe that's just I couldn't enjoy myself outside of that, but yeah. I don't know. Um I'm I'm willing to revisit it and I think that um coming up while we're uh, while we're in October might not might might be the right time. So, yeah. There we go. Um, I'm just looking up the the book description description on the demonologist, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, the extraordinary career of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, these yeah, these people suck so bad. I hate them. I hate them with a passion because they they preyed on stupid and scared people, and I hate them. 
Yeah. So much. Uh, but for some reason, I really liked this movie. But anyways, uh, yeah. So, yeah, The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend it. Stream on Netflix right now. Check it out uh, on my account. Um, if And we're getting into that season where we're starting to uh, do a little bit of well, – I think we're really going to dig into this thing this year, right? We're going to get into some scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I guess kind of leads us into our uh, assignments for next week, right? Uh, yes, yes, it does. Speaking of mm-hmm. uh, scary movies, I got one for you uh, from 2007. And speaking of Jeremy Saulnier er- yeah. earlier, uh, Murder Party, his first yeah. film, is streaming on Netflix. And uh, I think it's time. Especially yeah, well, with, it... Uh, it, it matches up nicely because we got some good stuff coming up this month or next month right yes uh, uh it might be coming up is it november end of september it looks like september 28th it's oh sweet you're gonna watch that yeah hell out of that so oh, okay I'm, uh, uh yes we'll be doing i'm looking yes mm-hmm. uh look forward to watching that uh we'll complete my uh, I've been looking for that for a while, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, um, yeah. a movie I watched here recently, like within the time we've watched or started this podcast, I think they, I kind of reviewed it. Uh, it was based on a on a suggestion by Ryan, uh, "The Train to Passan." All right. Well, I mean. Uh, I think it was you that introduced it to to Ryan, but he really ran away with uh, Zombievers. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, the guy hasn't steered me wrong yet. No, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so cool. I'm excited. Um, and this is one of the actors from Walking Dead, right? Uh, or am I thinking no. of... So, there's a movie with... Um, Shit, I can't remember the character. Glenn, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so he he might not be in this. He, well, I guess if you say he's not, he's not. Um, But he is in a movie um, that I want to see that I, so I'm thinking of a different one. And yeah, obviously, if you look at the the poster, there's a reason I'm thinking of it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I had a similar joke. Well, not joke, but just this uh, thing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No no worries. Um, okay, yeah. I'm thinking of a movie called Mayhem. Um, oh, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer yeah, or something. Yeah. Yep. Steven Yeun. Yep. Oh, it's actually not about what I thought it was about either. Um Oh, this is yeah, it's different. But it's well, on my it's on my watch list. So, yeah. Anyways, boo me. Train to Busan. I'm watching it. Busan. Sorry. Uh, um, Netflix. Get it. Um, and actually, this sounds a lot like um, that Belco experiment movie, which I have not watched. Yeah, either. it does. Right. Huh. 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 I'm just it's like they got some kind of. Nail gun. Hmm. After the event. But anyways, yeah, check that out. Um it's I think it moves pretty fast, the train. 
I'm all I'm all punned out tonight. Well, it's 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 all all of two yeah. hours. So. All right, let's let's not get too off track. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> all right, let's get this. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm all out of puns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I might be too. Ones the next yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I have a recommendation <laughs> for people. Yeah, what, uh, what, what, uh, what might that be? Uh, a movie you recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this is going on probably two years ago. Uh, uh, the movie Hush, uh, from 2016, on Netflix right now, um, f- featuring our one of our favorites. Who hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff, but John Gallag- John Gallagher Jr. Yeah, I haven't heard um, heard from him in a while. No, well, he was. Oh, he was in. Yeah, well, the what the thing you just said, uh, the the Velcro experiment. Yes, uh, but pretty much a it's a it's a two fister. It's just two people just going at it. Um, really creepy thriller goodness. Uh I remember, yeah, I gave it a seven. So yes, uh, it's it's a well-made. Movie. It's an hour. It comes in an hour twenty, hour twenty-one. So nice, short, really, really effective movie. I would say. So all right, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm all for it. I am gonna try and watch that as well because while I did assign it to you, I have not seen it yet. Um, <laughs> a movie that we both watched and reviewed on here is streaming on Netflix, uh, The Witch from 2015, mm-hmm. a real uh, slow burn, um, a, a movie that definitely commits to slow psychological horror, um, a movie that definitely commits to, uh, a, a, the director is very much committed to being an auteur. Mm. Um, uh, a movie that I would say the meat is worth the bread. Yeah, because there is a lot of fluff, a lot of other stuff going around, but like it is. <laughs> I think both of us really found this movie fascinating. Yeah, um, I remember. Uh, I try and watch because I I digest movies really slowly. Um, so I try and watch them at least two days before we podcast mm-hmm. and, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was still kind of in the process of working through this movie in my mind when we, when we were talking about it. Um, and it's one of those is maybe as a, to say as ridiculous as I'm, uh, talking about, um, having it as a user recommendation. Uh, but I feel like I wasn't sure if I liked it or not yet when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm all at this point. I'm all in. Um, yeah. I think it's a really great movie. I think it's really incredibly well done, and I think that it is. Um, you know, it's not like we talked about earlier with the jump scares. It's not gory. It's not. Uh, it is psychological, and it commits to that. And. Um, it's atmospheric. Yes. Yeah. Like all it, those things. It's um, very it's like, ominous. 
a lot of natural light aspects to it, like very uh, dulled tones, mm-hmm. but it matches the storytelling too, which it doesn't sound really good, you know, with dull tones, but yeah, God, it it's appropriate for yeah, you know. and you know, even the the end scene almost ruins it for me, even though it's the payoff, but mm. because it was so plotting, but God, it creepy, and yeah. like I will never forget her as that character. Yeah, that was, was our Anya Taylor Johnson yeah. intro, who later and would she was. Be great in uh, sp- what yeah. split? Split? Yeah. No. For some reason, that <laughs> I wanted to call it shattered, um, yeah. but that was really just the poster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Having trouble with posters tonight, I guess. Must be that eight percent sour that I drank. <laughs> Come and try this triple. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Gets it gets better or worse. Hush. <laughs> hush yes hush and the witch Ah, uh-huh. looks like hush the uh batman ad- adaptation the the hush storyline is coming out in 2019 what? the um not it's DC gonna be animated it's gonna be animated yeah but they do uh, a really good job with those for the most part yeah and hush is a really good storyline too mm-hmm. i like it cool batman hush oh and uh kevin conroy kidding me right now yeah that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about all right yeah that is the as the is forever batman when i read anyways i can't change people's voices on the screen (laughs) uh all right uh so next week we're going to be talking about murder party which is a streaming on Netflix, and actually everything is. Train to Busan. Busan. Um, I, I keep wanting to make make it rhyme with train. Uh, train to Busan. Train to Busan. <laughs> Insane train to Busan. Train to Busan in the membrane. Uh, and we're going to be reviewing those next week. If you want to wait on those, see what we recommend. Um, then in the meantime, we, we stand by... Hush and The Witch uh, from 2016 and 15, respectively, and both streaming on Netflix. So um, if you have Amazon Prime, you probably have Netflix, too. So, ha. Ha ha. I don't know. Uh, uh, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> uh, well, in the meantime... Yes. If you, I'm sure you, all you folks out there, need to go take a leak. Yes, we're not going to come with you. We're going to take our own leak. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, go urinate, uh, relieve yourselves. Yeah, you can actually take us with you if you have headphones. Yeah, you can. But why would you? We're going to be sitting there looking at your mm-hmm. small wieners. Mm-hmm. It is a little cold in your bathroom. It's weird. Yes. <laughs> that or your small shatter. Yeah. Mm. Or as Andrew likes to call it. Split. (laughs) Bear me. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, um, very fitting. Uh, I have to work tomorrow morning, and I went to grab a Green Wave, which uh, is one of my go-to easy drinking beers. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't you know it, I don't have any. 
So appropriately enough, I'm sipping on a bad decision lemur, which is an uh, imperial good. IPA. <laughs> yes. Fuck, it's always a fuck tomorrow. It's always good to have a bad decision. Yes. Um well good. Good for you. <laughs> uh I know you like that beer. Yes. And I like the picture you sent out with it. It's pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're uh, a little late on this episode as far as the content of it goes, right? Because yes. we had some misunderstanding, but <laughs> recently you had gone to Vegas. Yes. And we thought, what would be more apropos, fitting, uh, timely, all those words, uh, but top five gambling scenes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had fun kind of going through this stuff because did a lot of YouTube clips and yeah. trying to find out what was, you know, do they hold up? Are we talking about just movies? Is it always cards? And I think I found a good uh, a mix of them. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't think um, nothing wrong with this, um, especially uh, since – when we talk about gambling, there's there's certain movies and certain scenes that just I, I think are kind of ubiquitous, always come to mind, um, right. which is awesome. Uh, but I tried to come up with ones that maybe you won't have, or maybe the listeners at home might have forgotten about. Yes, um, I did the same because I, well, I definitely stayed away from one movie in particular. Rounders. No. <laughs> Well then, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yep. D two. No. I yes, it. I definitely stayed away from D two. <laughs> I knew it. Anyways, um, Rounders was the one for me that I just think there's there's so many good gambling yeah. scenes and so well, there's, many, and there's maybe we'll talk about it in a little bit, yeah. which we will totally appropriate. Yeah. Um, but that was the one where just like oh, I'll I'll find something else. There's got to be something else. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason that's the movie that comes to mind. Well, I bet you we'll have maybe one crossover. Mm. How you mm. like that? How you like that? Wow, really raising the stakes. Head, have you ever listened to Have you ever listened to Head PE? Uh, yes. Not in many. Not recently. Yeah. Well, they haven't had anything recently. Okay. But back in the day of rap rock, yes, that was my go-to. Yes, rap rock. Yeah, uh, that's Mine whenever would be I started the chili to. Peppers. Limp biscuits is, is all we got. Oh, I found head PE. It's a better limp biscuit. Poor limp biscuit. Everyone just turned on him. Yeah. So well, they quickly. did it all for the nookie. So yeah. What What do they expect? Yeah, they got it, and then, mm-hmm. then it's all of a sudden it all. Mm-hmm. Went away. I'll dry it up on him. I mean, come on. The, <laughs> the chocolate starfish? Yeah. Really? That's what you're going to do as you yeah. follow up? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, works works for some. Eminem, yeah. great example. Being immature for many years, carried his career. Now he's just slaying sucker MCs. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. Uh, All right, let's get into this thing. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Um, would you like to start or or I what? Will, yeah, sure, I will, because I do have a tie at number five. Nice. And again, this this is a little dated, 
but uh, for five uh, B, I would say, yeah, it's it's a it's a more of a tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of the opening scenes to Smokey and the Bandit. All right, where we get a uh, fitting tribute. Uh, the Bandit is uh, is comes up, uh, Enos and Little Enos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, come up and offer him a wager uh, that he can't carry, I can't remember how, like 40 case, or 400 cases of cores across state lines to, uh, in a certain amount of time, we got a, a long way to go and a short time to get there, as the song says. Yes. And uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, this is my tribute to him in the, uh, uh, from last week, whenever, obviously he, Passed he died, away, but yes. uh, yeah, uh, this is when I think of Burt Reynolds. This is what I think of. You know, a lot of people think of uh, Boogie Nights, I'm sure. But oh, uh, I, I think know, of uh, Deliverance. I thought that's what you uh, were going to yeah. say. No, I mean, yeah, that that's definitely a, a place to go. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I mean, I wasn't able to watch um, Deliverance whenever I was uh, that young. I was mm-hmm. able to watch Smoking the Bandit. There you go. And. Um, it was fun to watch because uh, him and Sally Field and Jerry Reed, uh, and we get uh, oh, what's his name? Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. What's his name? Yeah, that uh, that Jackie Gleason's old hat. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sheriff Buford T. Justice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just a a fun movie to watch. Uh, streaming on Amazon right now from 1977. Uh, so that's my 5B. My 5A isn't from six years previous, or six years after. It's just a tiny little scene um, between uh, uh, the Duke brothers mm. uh, in the movie Trading Places. <laughs> nice. Uh, where they place the bet to see if they can get... Uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd to take over, I guess, just pretty much screw up everyone's lives. Take one person and go from one place to another. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Randolph and Mortimer Duke. Uh, it's a it's a great scene. It pays off awesomely at the at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a great wager. Uh, so yeah, these are two of my like kind of unconventional bet. Well, pretty much. Yeah, most of mine are. I got two that are cards, but uh, these first two are definitely unconventional wagers. Mm-hmm. So I'd say they're gambling scenes. But yeah, the um, those two are what I go for, and, and that's streaming on Netflix uh, from nineteen eighty three. Training places. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, anyone who hasn't seen it should. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, there's this weird revisionist history going on um and a lot of it is what have you done for me lately um but this whole idea that like who is this eddie murphy fellow and why is he always hanging around Mm -hmm. uh eddie murphy's amazing he's he was great yes yeah he he was very there was a reason there's a reason that he was seen as a bankable commodity he was Mm -hmm. incredibly talented he is the reason snl is on today um, because he bridged a gap where there was not a lot of talent on that show. Mm-mm. No, he's why it was on five years after 
he was on. He's not on the reason. He's not the reason it's on today. Because I, well, there's a, there no, was a lot I mean, of there, slow times where we you know, there's I, an I incredible amount of yeah, yeah. He he because bridged a huge gap, a huge chasm in talent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be I know fair, you're there's, there's like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you know there is a lot of what have you done for me lately? We get the you know the Seinfeld stuff has reemerged. What's or, the deal re- with current content? Yeah. What's the deal with cars and guys walking around <laughs> getting coffee? Um or driving around. Um but yeah, he doesn't done shit for a long time. Yeah. But he is one of the guy he's one of the pillars from the eighties, you know, seventies and eighties that we need to kind of stand on and say, Hey, this is why we are at the place we're at now. Yeah. Yes. Eddie Murphy, delirious, raw. Yep. Just just because he doesn't done anything lately doesn't mean he wasn't great at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And like George Carlin, he's not gonna do anything great. Oh yeah, he's washed forward. up. He is washed up. But what he <laughs> <That's> did stupid. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and like the things that and and you do have to remember that the context does matter. Like the things that the like the uh the five bad words thing. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, you you hear that on fucking, uh, you know, NBC. That wasn't the case. That's because people like like him and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and and a whole slew of others who deserve to be named. But, you know, we have strict time restraints under three hours. That's that's how we do things. Um, So we're not going to name them (laughs) Um, because they push the envelope. They do. They do. And Training Place was great. Training Place was, was fantastic. Height of his power, Dan Aykroyd. Was, Dan Aykroyd has not yet lost his mind. That's right. Or didn't let us know yet. <laughs> yes. It's not quite. Have you hear, heard some of his YouTube? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah. If I. I still love him, though. I love yeah. him for that. <laughs> it's entertaining. Hopefully, it's some sort of like Andy Kaufman performance art, but we'll, you know. That's right. We'll see. Um,. It, there's this other thing going on too. And speaking of all this rap beef where there's this like revisionist history of like people who are popular now. Right. Like, Oh yeah, they never got their due. Like Joe Budden's a great example. Mm. Very talented. Um, but all this, but he now has a podcast that's more popular than his music ever was. What ever was. And it's kind of like Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan has been comedy. doing stand up for years, but he was yeah. never, Known he for... wasn't ever as big as what uh, Fear Factor and his podcast. Was. I didn't know he's he did stand up. He's great. I didn't know he did stand up until recently. Yeah. Um, I thought he was like a like Howie Mandel is another great example. I thought they were just like professional hosts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, um, Howie Mandel's comedy doesn't well, age very well. well. Joe Rogan is more of a yeah, more yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this like revisionist history of like, because Joe Budden's been saying how talented he is on his popular podcast. Or like, oh, guy was great, never got his due. Like, mm. he's ta- he's very talented, but there's a reason he there's a reason he never took off, and it's not because he's self destructive, right? Yeah, um, but since he's popular now, it's like, oh, Joe Budden will wash Eminem. I don't think so. Mm. Anyways, 
Anyways, yeah. anyways, anyways. Um, I'm going to rewind it all the way back um, to 2016. Nice. <laughs> Going way back. Yeah, yeah, yes. What do we got? Smokey and the Bandit, Trading Places, Hell or High what? Water. I tell you what, none of mine, all mine are either 18 years old or older. This is the um, newest one on my list. <laughs> It'd be great if that was the oldest one on your list. Yeah. <laughs> in like 2016. There, we have been, we have had a, uh, sp- uh, we have been spoiled with great gambling <laughs> scenes these past two years. Uh, yeah. So uh, a movie that we both hold in very high regard. Hell or high water. Um, there's a a great scene yeah. in the casino, right. and yep. um, the reason I, well, it is a gambling scene, um, but it's just does such a great job of really solidifying who Ben Foster's character is. Um, yeah, where he is. Uh, well, it, it does the same thing for Chris Pines character too right? yes I mean, yeah it, absolutely chris pine it, sits at the bar with a bunch of chips and watches the the ball game um but ben foster goes goes to gamble and uh he is talking to an american indian and uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty good he um i, I mean it, to me it's one of those it's one of those moments that there's a couple moment, moments in the movie that really reinforce that this man is he knows his final destination and and he sees it as as a predetermined destiny and um he's he's uh talking to the American Indian and and he lets him know uh the American Indian says I'm a Comanche and and uh it means we're we're enemies forever and he said well that something to the effect of I YouTube does a better job of this. <laughs> Something yeah. to the effect of, well, well, you know, that makes us brothers because I'm a Comanche too. Like, it's this is a man on a war path, and uh, you know, maybe there's there's no great, admittedly, there's no great stakes at the table. You know, there's no. not a bunch of money lost, but this man is is gambling with bank money getting in the face of of people twice the size of him just to let him know that that they're enemies forever yeah and he's not going to back down and like and he's like setting a tone for the you know it's 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 like if you think about it one way it's it's ham-fisted it's like you've already seen his his you know they've already you know while he's while his brother's sitting at uh, breakfast he's robbing the other bank we know this guy's a loose cannon right yeah uh, but it just reinforces it and does it in a subtle way because it's not like he's he's unhinged. He's just he knows exactly what he's mm-hmm. doing. He explains it he's, really well in that scene. And yeah, I feel like his his character is going. His character knows where point B is, and he lets you know that he's going from point A to point B. Yeah. Yeah, and it like it's it's a weird thing with movies. You know, if you looked at that person in real life, you'd think, you know, what an asshole. He put people in danger. He killed oh, police yeah. officers and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you know, but you know, we look back in history, you know, and we we idolize yeah. sometimes, or we you know we make mythical 
fi- uh, figures of people, the the outlaws, the yeah. people that go against authority and stuff. And um, these are the people that made America. That's right. No. Yes and no. Um, kind of. Well, Crime Town is a great example oh, yeah. of that of the 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 mystification of of the uh, organized crime outfits and and all well, that. So. And you're right. In it, you know. There's there's a um, nobility in admitting you're bad, and a mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a disingenuous aspect of people who pretend they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's the yeah. people who embrace their their criminal side or their their outlaw ways, mm-hmm. and the people who are that way but pretend they're not are the people that we look kind of down on yeah you know it's always you know but it's always a boring story to for people who you know go yeah. to work every day pay their taxes and die nobly yes or how die far humbly. can you lean into your yeah. your image Can't, there's not a lot of character development in that mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah so heck yeah all right go pick um number four for me 1996 mm-hmm uh, my favorite Kevin Costner role. Oh. I'm not a big Kevin Costner fan because he's. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a wooden Indian. Sorry, <laughs> that's a that's a. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. He's a cigar store Indian. I know that's, but that's a thing that was a thing, and it's not saying that. Whatever. I'm not gonna <laughs> get into it. <laughs> What's well, not? <clears throat> he can't act. Yeah. And uh, but in this movie he does and it's good. It's t- called Tin Cup, mm, um, a nice. movie that is I don't think a lot of people like really like, but I love this. My wife loves it. We will sit down and watch it every time it's on. Uh, Renee Russo, Kevin Costner, just uh, work on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Don Johnson as a great kind of kind of just a smarmy kind of just a cheesy role. Um, uh, Cheech Marin playing it straight, which is fun, mm-hmm. and a cast of characters that are great. But the best scene for me, the gambling scene in this movie, is uh, the Iron Bet, and it is after uh, Kevin Costner is a down on his luck golfer who has the talent, just can't get out of his way. He can't <laughs> he has so many hangups that, like, and all the talent, like you think of what Jake Cutler. Has a lot, has his huge arm, right? But like, it's just a total dick and just an asshole that he can't get it out of his own way. He just has yeah. that resting, you know, smoker's face. face. That, yeah, yeah. Smoking Jay uh, yeah. Cutler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Smoking Jay Cutler is the best meme ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get Don Johnson, the kind of suave. Hey, I'm gonna get by on my. Who would I? Uh, if we Jay Cutler's one way, I would say. Um, who would be the guy that would be the like an Alex Smith type? Not a lot of talent, but just mm-hmm. does enough to get by and keeps getting those contracts. But not that <laughs> Alex Smith is, is an asshole. But yeah. um, but anyways, the 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 scene is they they were old friends. They were on the tour long long time ago. Now Don, or Kevin Costner's a uh, he's a uh, like a a driving range pro. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um thank you very much uh, <laughs> i had to put that on the twitter account um 
but he's a driving range pro. Don Johnson is, is on the tour, and Don Johnson comes back to see Kevin Costner because he's in the area, and Kevin Costner can't help but try to outdrive Don Johnson. That's in his nature. He wants to prove he's more of a man than Don Johnson is, mm-hmm. and he's like, like, I will outdrive you on this. I promise you. Like he's just talking all kinds of stuff. You watch the the Iron Bet on uh, YouTube of the tin of in tin cup, mm-hmm. and so the, Kevin Costner takes the iron. I mean, crushes it. I mean, just perfect form. Kevin Costner's an athlete. You know, seeing pitch and Bull Durham and mm-hmm. you know the game and all whatever this. Whatever. And I mean, he crushes great swing. And Don Johnson just kind of laughs and shakes his head, and, and he, I think he bets his car versus something else. Or Kevin Costner's car, and uh, Don Johnson just kind of turns a little bit, thirty degrees to the right, takes the iron, just nice easy swing, right down the blacktop road, and it just pop, 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 pop. yep, and just out drives him, and that's in for this movie. That's it's a wild card character, kind of like your Ben Foster character without the death and mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. More mainly, mainly self-destructive and not destructive. Uh, so, anyways, uh, long dis- long description for that. Uh, Tin Cup, really good movie. Uh, streaming on Cinemax right now. So, oh, nice. Yeah, Tin Cup's awesome. I feel like it hit it. Um, it's in like a pocket of mm. like. It's uh, it's a good movie, but it doesn't necess- It was never like in that like sports movie conversation, mm-hmm. um, it, and it just it exists in and around the time it came out. Mm-hmm. And if you saw yeah, it, it, you it's enjoy it. And and I don't know. I honestly don't know how how it aged, but I do know that when I saw it, I enjoyed it. I've seen it two or three times now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is a good movie, and uh, I'm a fan. It's a good pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got another another um, piece of exposition posing as a card game. Uh, and, uh, in 1997, there was a little movie. Kind of off, not kind. I would say way off the beaten path. Um, director James Cameron made a movie called Titanic. Hmm. Um, and when we first meet uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Jack, hmm. he is gambling. Um, all all his very few life savings away, uh, and in the pot is uh, two tickets on the Titanic to go to America, the land of opportunity. And um, there's there's two things that I absolutely love about this scene. Uh, one, in the pot is a pocket watch, but it also serves as a um, something to kind of ramp up the tension because there's either a soft score or no music, uh, just the ticking of a pocket watch. And as you're going around the table, seeing who has what hand, um, the time's just tick, tick, ticking away. 
and and it does it's uh it's a great piece of sound design to create tension and um leonardo dicaprio has the line um someone's life is about to change and knowing what we know about the titanic um no foreboding yes yeah no uh no spoilers here but um the ship doesn't show up till many years later in ghostbusters 2 <laughs> and uh Dan Aykroyd. Yes. There to bring it into port. <laughs> yep. There we go. Uh but yes, a great gambling scene and a bit um no pun intended here, ham fisted, um, because the two uh European guys who lose, um, one of them grabs Leonardo DiCaprio by the collar and then swings and punches the other European guy in the face for betting the tickets. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Uh, it, it gave me a chuckle, a little ridiculous, um, but I love this movie. I think this is a really solid, um, if, you know, it's James Cameron movie, so it's a little too long, um, yeah. but I'm a fan of this movie, and, and I love that this um, scene that sets off uh, a whole chain of events, and I, I think it's just a really well-crafted scene, and... The sound design's great, and and that line is just so all encompassing, really. Yeah, I mean it is ham fisted. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. A lot but, of the movie is ham fisted. But well done. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all of it is. Yeah. There's foreshadowing because mm-hmm. everyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I like that pick because. You don't think about that a lot in that movie because, mm-hmm. like, that was all by chance, and like, it was, it was. It, he did a weird thing in doing that, like mm-hmm. making that story, that kind of cheesy, but at the end of it, it was really effective in the way he did it. You know, yeah. just like this, you know, rags to riches, or not even rags to riches, just like you know, um, uh, Romeo. Well, not even Romeo and Juliet. Those are two like people that shouldn't be together you know why put a love story in the middle of titanic one right show me the you know show me the rack but mm-hmm. it it paid off for some weird reason and we got kate uh blanchett winslet no, no winslet yeah yeah, yeah no i i just think i think it's an effective piece of storytelling and it is one of those things where it's um you know it, there's the the old saying that every story has been told um, mm. so, you know, can't, I guess you could, um, but I'm not going to hate on the guy for, uh, putting together an interesting, uh, romance around, uh, a, a ship sinking and doing it yeah. effectively. Iceberg right ahead. <laughs> what was Very that? good. <laughs> I was watching, you ever watch the show Rick and Morty? <laughs> Uh, no, I've heard good things though. Uh, there's an episode where they, they go on a, um, like Titanic themed cruise <laughs> and the, um, and, and the, uh, the ride is, it's, it's supposed to be almost like Jaws the ride. The mm-hmm. ride is malfunctioning. So the ship, <laughs> <laughs> they're like panicking. The ship doesn't. Yeah. Sink. And the captain's like, this ship is not going to go down. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, nice little uh nice little gag um but yeah good show weird show uh but titanic 97 
has a good gambling scene in it. Yes, not streaming right now. So sorry, folks. But if you haven't seen it, that's on you. If you haven't seen it, it sinks. <laughs> uh, for mine, number three, uh, from 1994, uh, starring Mel Gibson, starring Jodie Foster, James Gardner, uh, Graham Greene, Alfred Mer- Marina, Molina, James mm. Coburn. I mean, just uh, it's just everywhere you look. There's uh, Clint Black. We all like Clint Black, right? Uh, anyways, uh, the movie Maverick, a movie that has no, no reason to be this good, but it <laughs> is fantastic. It's one of those. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like Tin Cup, where it's just, just nice, and sweet, and fun, and hey, let's let's watch it. Let's watch Maverick, and it's not the the. There is a bad poker scene at the end <laughs> where he like flips over the ace and like throws it. Because his pappy always told him, you know, as if he thought he could get that card. No, it's a scene right when we're introduced to um, Jodie Foster mm-hmm. and kind of introduced to Mel Gibson, where they're sitting at the uh, at this like uh, little saloon, we're playing a poker game. We got this gunslinger, we got this uh, Mexican bandito kind of fellow there. We got Jodie Foster's the 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 bell, and uh, and someone says that Mel Gibson's cheating or he's, you know, not who he says he or he's a better gambler than what he says he was. And all of a sudden he pulls out his gun, like pulls it out as quick as he, like, you know, pretty much uh, a Billy the Kid stand-in is who he pulls the gun out on. And uh, he's very fast. He's, he's more than what we think he is. And this is Mel Gibson is most charming. And, like, there's a reason he was a star before he started dropping... Yeah like sugar tits and M bombs and J bombs everywhere. Mm. But he was charming and fun to watch. And, uh, 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 Maverick is a good example of it. Um, I promise you, like you will have a smile on your, I promise you, you will have a smile on your face throughout this movie. If you mm. haven't watched it yet. I have seen it. Um, yeah. Oh, and, sorry. Uh, it, it, the proverbial we, <laughs> Anyone in the sound and the range of my voice? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, you enjoyed this? Movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, just from start to finish, it's just a fun romp. There's no like, I mean, there's some cheesy parts in it, but for the, it's just everyone has a smile on their face. It feels like everyone had fun making this movie. So good for them and good for me because I enjoyed it. It's start. It's streaming on HBO Go right now, and that scene right there where. Um, it's tense, and we're just meeting everybody, and we think that this guy's a dandy. This guy's a uh, – he's a little late in the loafers. He's uh, – he shouldn't be in this western town, you know, in this world. But then he pulls out his gun faster than anybody can, you know. And uh, I think uh, 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 Jodie Foster's character, she turns to the to the person that he, he had drawn on and said, was that fast? I don't know. Did you – can you tell me was that fast as kind of a condescending uh, thing and just a great chemistry between the two and uh, just a fun movie. So done. Nice. No, well, good choice. All right. Um, well, my, uh, my number three is a couple scenes, and again, it's less about the um, gambling and more about the uh, 
development or the uh, devolving in this uh, particular scene, in these particular scenes of a character. And um, these are uh, from 1990. Uh, two scenes in uh, the Martin Scorsese movie Goodfellas, which um, I think is this is the first time we've talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so a little little scene movie um, that some people seem to enjoy. Uh, yeah, uh, Joe Pesci and, and his crew are uh, hanging out playing cards and uh young spider who would uh later grow up to be a soprano uh <laughs> was uh tending bar for the guys and uh just having a friendly card game and everything's all good uh and that that is until uh Joe Pesci's character decides that he is uh not really happy <laughs> with spider um, we get a great um, exchange between Tommy and Spider about uh, I I am okay, you're not okay, Spider. No, I said I mean I said you're okay, Spider. Yeah, I said yeah, yeah. And he's he he you know you see Tommy, you know Tommy's a hothead, and you know that um, there's certain things that uh, we kind of talked about the the glorification or or something. Something, uh, something to admire about someone just admitting they're bad. That Tommy DeVito is just rotten to the core, um, and he knows it and he relishes it, and that's one of the reasons the movie is so much, so enjoyable to watch. Um, but you kind of see, like with um, with Billy Bats, you can maybe justify that a little bit, but now he's picking on this this little. You know, nobody who's pouring them drinks while they're playing cards and uh, things uh, things don't go too great. Things um, escalate. Yeah. Things escalate. He shoots Spider in the foot. Uh, and then a couple scenes later, Spider's back at it, um, pouring drinks again while they're playing cards. And uh, he, uh, his, his final words are... Uh, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? And uh, card game's over. And you see just how how little, how kind of, uh, and I, I don't know how true to life this is, but it kind of comes off as in in the movie as the uh, Napoleon complex of of Tommy being being the little guy who just will not tolerate any slandering of his name or any any type of uh disrespect even though he dishes it out all day and he just lights spider up yeah it's um members i mean it is like it's it's a part of the zeitgeist now right i mean we've all seen the oh times. yeah it's but like be. as it happened in real time i can imagine myself and i can't remember how i felt the first time i watched this movie because it's so such a part of me mm-hmm. right where like i had to imagine like it was unnerving and it's still kind of unnerving the way yeah you know and the way and it's great to see the way you know um ray Liotta acts and uh and uh uh de niro acts like the way they like kind of like or what the, you know they're they can handle him but only in so mu- they can only handle him so much by, mm-hmm. by like saying 
you know, why'd you do that? You jerk, you know, you know, now you got to clean it up. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's what do you say? Like, like I've never cleaned up a body or I've never got rid of a body before, you know, it's just uh, inconvenient for him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, it's just such a, such an indication that, um, I think that's one of the great things about the movie is there's just it's the um, unnerved like these characters have lost their cool or continue to lose their cool. And that's one of the things that I've never understood about the criticism of the the end of the movie is you're watching a man lose his cool. Like you're watching a guy who, you know, slams the trunk down as far back as I can remember. I wanted to be a gangster. Yeah. You're watching that guy regret his lifestyle choices. And and lose his cool, yeah. Um, like regret it to the point where he is inconvenienced, but doesn't like really. He's a bad guy. Yeah, which is what you really like if you really dissect it and like get into it. You're like, ah, these guys are all bad. They yeah. just look at themselves as, hey, we're all good fellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting look at the mob, mm-hmm. and you pull for guys and you that you should never pull for. And yeah. that's a, you know, Martin Scorsese is at his best. Yeah. And it is, um, yeah. I mean, he does it with gangs in New York as well. And a little bit in the departed, the, um, maybe not a little bit in the Departed. There's a lot of despicable characters in there. Who oh, are great, oh great to watch. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it's probably something that, um, started out, admirable and just morphed into something crazy yeah so, yeah um but yes goodfellas 1990 there's two two good card scenes um where they are they're playing cards i i guess uh to me cards equals gambling <laughs> yeah for sure because i got another card scene coming up that i um, do too <laughs> but not this one Oh, but well, my last two are both both card scenes, but okay. one that's not in a because I don't know if money's exchanging hands. Now that I think yeah. about it, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, so in two thousand, this is my my newest movie. Mm-hmm. I guess on my whole list, which is kind of cool. Uh, a movie I brought up numerous times, but it this scene got one of my favorite quotes from all time from one of the worst actors of all time. But mm. it was great. Uh, the movie Snatch. Yes. So we get Turkish. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, Tommy. And we get, because they've been put in a certain situation where they can't get Gorgeous George to fight in a uh, bare knuckles boxing match, they have to rely on Mickey to come in and fight for them. But in this fight, he needs to take a dive in the third. Well, Mickey, as his will, is he likes to, he's the fly in the ointment. He likes to fuck up stuff. <laughs> and, and he dodges a punch and takes the dude out very, very early in the match whenever he's supposed to take a dive. And the big mob boss, Bricktop, Yes. Has lost a lot of money. And he's not one to run afoul of. And as he's walking and played by Alan Ford, 
and he's walking away from the, the boxing match. And he's, like I said, he's the guy you don't want to mess with. As he's walking away from the the bare knuckles ring, some kind of pissant guy walks up to him and says, thanks a lot, Bricktop. I bet a lot on this. <laughs> and he says, if I throw a ball, dog a bone, I don't know. I don't want to know if it tastes good or not. If you ever interrupt me, while I'm walking, I'll cut your fucking Jacobs off. Which he says is a lot better than I do, but um, it's one of the greatest. Like it's so intimidating, and he kind of cuts the guy. Like he, he doesn't cut his balls off, but he like kind of slices him, and the guy looks at his hands to see that he is kind of bleeding. Um, very intimidating, and like Bricktop is a this ominous figure the whole time throughout this uh, movie. Um, but yeah, it's a great scene, uh, great gambling scene, and where bets go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, and of course, I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has seen Snatch. But if you, well, even if you have, go watch it again tonight. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right, um, my number two is from 2001. It is a exciting little scene <laughs> uh, with uh, Ethan Hawke and a couple of essays around a table playing oh. <laughs> playing some cards. And uh, a guy who would later go on to play Tuco asks uh, Jake Hoyt <laughs> if uh, he's ever had his shit pushed in. <laughs> and, Uncomfortable. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Not in both senses of the word. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever had your pu- shit pushed in? Yes. That's uncomfortable. Or no, that's an uncomfortable question. Yeah. <laughs> no. What the fuck? <laughs> uh. Yeah. So not fun, but uh, it's uh a great scene and um. I think with the kind of talk about it with Titanic that just just um, right place, wrong time or wrong place, right time. um, The way the scene kind of unfolds where uh, Ethan Hawke's character actually has one of his assailants cousins um, wallet on him. Uh, And, uh, you know, crazy circumstance. um, Yeah, but it's a crazy movie. Yeah. And um, it all, uh, I mean, Antoine Fuqua does such a great job. Um, I mean, this, this scene looks so good and uh, as far as, like, it's just, it it feels hot in there. Oh, yes. It, it, it feels close. It yes. feels like a, like a really just stifling old, like and gun. uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And they're just sitting around and... And Jake is stuck, um, killing time with these people who are actually um, ready for killing yeah, time. Yeah, they are there. Yes, <laughs> they're just checking their watch for killing time. Um, and uh, yeah, serendipity, bit of a leap, um, but it all it it just works so well within the flow of the movie. And such a good movie. Yeah, such an outrageous. Um, 
uncomfortable, exciting movie, incredibly well acted. I'm not a huge uh, Ethan Hawke fan, um, but but I think he was perfect in this role. Um, oh yeah, and, for sure. And obviously, when you when you get to play um, across from Denzel Washington, that can only do, can only help you. I would think. Um, yeah. So. Good luck. Yeah. Or or yeah, it could have bring the opposite your, bring effect. Bring your in game. Yeah, it could motivate you to do better, or you could look like complete shit against one of the greatest talents of 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 modern movie history. Yeah, at least in my opinion. Pretty um, good, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Uh, but yeah, great scene. Um, you know, it, it just uh, gambling scenes are just such a good um, well, backdrop it's a, it's a, it, for for really anything like exposition feels more natural in them because of course, you know, you, you, you talk to the people at the table. Yeah. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a writing cheat. It's a good way to build up tension. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you do it right and it doesn't, it's not a cheat. It's just, you know, when you're gambling, it's, you know, pardon upon again, stakes are a little higher. Yeah. They're inherent. Yeah. The stakes are stakes. Stakes are stakes. Makes All sense right, well, to me. My number one, um, you said it earlier, uh, 1998. Uh, we get uh, Matt Damon and Ed Norton going hard. And John Malkovich doing a lot of gambling. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is a gambling scene. Uh, but my favorite scene, and a lot of people like, you know, at the end, you know, I'll splash the pot whenever I want, or you know, you know the, the whole like um, Teddy KGB. We get that, yes, understood. I think John Malkovich was kind of out of his mind in this movie. My favorite scene was with the scenes with Worm, mm-hmm. and with with, and we all have that friend that's just a little unhinged, right? The guy that you're you want to hang out with, but you know. If you don't get to bed early, if we don't, yeah, you're roll not him, sure what you're you know, gonna get. Yeah, you, if we don't get him in bed by ten, <laughs> we're all in trouble. You know, um, and Worm is that character. And my favorite scene is when they go to the sheriff's department, and and they're they're trying and um, uh, Matt Damon's characters trying to make a bankroll to get Worm off the hook. Yeah. And he's trying to get himself back into good graces of everybody. And <clears throat> he's trying to make his nut and get this big bankroll. Mm-hmm. And he goes into this game and and he's been working it. And he's just grinding, grinding, grinding just because he's a better poker player than everybody else. And they go into the sheriff's department. And then all of a sudden, Worm rocks in after he's been – after Matt Damon's been there for – Two or three hours. He walks in. He gets sat at the same table. And he starts dealing from the bottom of the deck. And it gets ugly. And they've been working on this bankroll. And it's it's such a good scene because the way he gets caught and the way Ed Norton reacts to it is like... And it's just... it. it this this movie has like crescendos all the way through and mm-hmm. it, it just like goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And like, of course it like pays off at the end and, and then actually has a nice ambiguous ending, but, uh, but it goes up and down. And this is one of the down notes. 
uh, after a really good up note, and it's it just uh, a really effective scene. I really, really like this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is what, this is the reason we all know what Texas Hold'em is. This movie. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would be five-card draw or five-card stud. Right. This is the only reason we know what Texas Hold'em is. Is this movie? Uh, yeah, and I never really, um, I never. It was very popular in uh, high school. Um, not the movie. Uh, well, the movie, yes, but but playing cards, and I was never really into it. But I I love this movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there is like scene after scene, and yeah, obviously. Um, there's something inherently tense about playing cards, especially when, um, especially when there's characters you care about on the line, but um, you don't automatically care about the characters. So I, I agree with you. Like it's it's one of those things where there's automatically stakes, um, but you can you can elevate the scene um, by actually getting to know the characters and <clears throat> and getting to relate to the characters and, and cheer for the characters to a certain extent. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yep. Rounders. Great movie. So it's streaming on stars right now. And so is snatch. Sorry. Nice. I'm back and sit down. All right. Uh, my number one is actually, uh, making fun of most of the scenes on our list. Uh, from 1997, um, Mike Myers introduced us to Austin Powers, the international man of mystery. And uh, he is a man who likes to live dangerously. <laughs> and uh, he is looking for the uh, number two in charge of uh, Dr. Evil's evil organization. And uh, he hits Las Vegas and runs into Robert Wagner. As number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> these movies, we forgot about these movies. I yeah. Think we, we as a society, yes. how good these movies were. Yeah. And they were. Even, like, everyone, like, the three was actually, like, I quote three a lot. <laughs> though, I mean, they'll continue to be great. Especially be- with my brother-in-law. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um They'll continue to be great because the Bond movies will continue to be a thing. And mm-hmm. they will always, as much as they get grittier and um, attract, you know, big name directors and big name actors. And, and um, these are all great things. They'll still, at their core, they might not have that campiness, but they're built on the back of that campiness. And that is what Austin Powers is making fun of. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a. Uh, it's weird. It's one of those like spoof movies, but it stands alone. Like, mm-hmm. oh well. yeah, like it's not. It's not like true spoof. You know, it, it's not like Naked Gun or Airplane, right? Because it actually has. I don't know. It, it's weird. It, it's, uh, for me, it follows in its own like little genre. Yeah, because it's not joke, 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 and that's what it's, it's more airplane like is, and that's why we of. love it. That's why we love airplane. Is is it is each the plot o- is only there to serve the jokes. This one is um, 
they lay out the plot and then I think they go back and say, all right, where can we, where can we put the joke punchline, punchline, um, set up punchline, set up punchline after they have the basic plot outline. Um, cause it does kind of have to function like a bond film or, or any 70s spy movie that mm-hmm. it was spoofing. Just bond made it out of that era and, and took it a lot further. It was a lot more successful. Um, so, I'd say it's more, it's more, it feels more like um like a um anchorman or something like mm-hmm. it's it's it, it even though it is spoofing it's not it's spoofing a time period it's spoofing a genre but it still functions from start to finish as a three act story yeah and and yeah. not that those other movies don't, but those other movies they rely more on setup punchline, setup punchline, um, and the plot is secondary. I feel like the plot is fully formed in this. Um, yeah, as ridiculous oh, sure. as it might be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he he's at the table, and uh, <laughs> we get the um, <laughs> him staying on. I think it was. Uh, I think the hand was two. <laughs> He had a two showing. Yeah, I yeah I I when I was doing research for this, I I watched the yeah like oh hey. I'll stay. <laughs> uh yeah, because he he thinks that he's he's uh showing up number two or showing him that he's you know he's got the balls to yeah to stay just, <laughs> yeah just mainly by machismo he's yeah. staying in the game. Yes, yeah. And then we get the the only, in my opinion, good thing Tom Arnold has has given us in this world. Yeah, it's, it's pretty the good. The bathroom scene. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. But yeah, I I love. Um, it, it's a funny scene. Uh, it is one of the first ones I thought of, but it was I was a little apprehensive because it was everywhere in my research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It, it's Wally. weird because like I wanted like n- like non-traditional gambling scenes, like mm-hmm. you know, like ones that are a little bit uh, you know like weird bets and stuff. And I think I think we got kind of got the... Wally enough, buddy. Come here, come on. He's uh, he's got to go <laughs> outside here soon. But um, yeah, I wanted. I just didn't want to do like uh, card scenes. Uh, but one of the, one of the ones that I he- liked recently, and this is kind of like a you know a bonus one, is uh, mm. Mississippi Grind. Uh, oh uh, yeah, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, let me see what that's streaming on right now because I, it's a it's a decent little movie. I think I s- um, it's on Amazon, maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm sure, we'll no, find too. out. No, it's on moment. Netflix right Netflix. now. Netflix. Okay. So. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, if we if we all love him. Yes, plays the down and out loser, and Ryan Reynolds comes by as his like uh, lucky charm. It's a fun little movie to watch. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I had fun looking up this. Yeah, list. I did too. Um, one I couldn't find was, uh, and now I'm not even sure it exists, but I thought in the opening scene of Dick Tracy. There's a card game that gets like shot up by a rival mob boss, um, but maybe that I'm maybe I'm not remembering familiar. it right. 
Um, but I looked up a ton of like Dick Tracy opening scene, Dick Tracy gambling scene, Dick Tracy card yeah. scene. Um, and actually, Al, I, I did get to watch Al Pacino has a great monologue about uh, he, I'm looking for generals and all I see are foot soldiers. Um, that movie's super schlocky, but I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for it. Yeah, it, it was. Um, well, it was way before. Well, it was. It was off the back of mm-hmm. Batman, right? It, like right, right after that. Uh, I don't know. It it feels so it feels much like eighty nine, ninety ish. Feels uh, so much older than that, but uh, oh, maybe it is. I mean, that is no, it's nineteen ninety. So yeah, it's right off the back of. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah, and it, like I. I did like it. I went to the theater and watched it, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I had no idea who any of the actors were. You know, I didn't know who Warren Beatty, what, Warren Beatty was or Al Pacino. I mean, I was t- 14, 13, right. or whatever. I mean, I, I knew who Madonna was, but other than that. but Oh, hell yeah. Um, well, like, all right. But anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I would be interested in watching that movie because I can't remember the last time I saw that movie. Yeah, me either. I I don't know uh, if it's worth worth a watch these days, but if I if I see it, I um I'll be inclined to at least uh, let everybody know. Yeah, uh, it is not streaming anywhere right now, so sorry guys. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you guys have any idea or have a, a list you want to shoot our way, let us know. I think next week we're going to be doing, do you want to do deals with the devil next yeah. week? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in for All that. Right. So kind of, yeah, you know, kind of appropriate. Yeah. Kind of bets, wagers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So fits in and with our, uh, with our October ramping up. Yes. I think we are so. ready. But uh, other than that, Wally, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> Feel like you might. <laughs> he doesn't. So. All right. Well. Talk uh, to well, thank you guys time. for tuning in again. Uh, it, it even if you weren't listening, we'd still do this. So yes, but we appreciate that you do listen. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, until next week. Here, here.